again, and welcome back to the Auto Remarketing Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Zulovich, part of the team at Cherokee Media Group and senior editor at AutoFin Journal and Subprime Auto Finance News. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Used Car Week. Yes, that's correct. We're back in person this year. Used Car Week begins November 15th at the Red Rock Resort in Las Vegas. More details to come at usedcarweek.biz. That's usedcarweek.biz. In this episode of the Auto Remarketing Podcast, we're pleased to welcome Charlotte Principato, who is a financial services analyst at research firm Morning Consult, where she leads the company's analysis to deliver real-time insights to the financial services sector. Charlotte, thank you again for making time for the Auto Remarketing Podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, Nick. Oh, uh, Charlotte, recently you uh, authored a study at Morning Consult that examined uh, two topics, consumer trust in fintech and correlating it back to to well-established players in, in financial services. And in fact, the, the subhead of the report said, uh, Jamie Dimon is right to be scared. Uh, certainly got my attention to, to, to use the name of the, of the famous Chase, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase uh, CEO. To, to begin our conversation about your efforts in the reports, uh, for the purposes of, of, of what you and Morning Consults uh, put together, uh, how, do you, how do you define fintech? What are these firms looking to accomplish? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll step back for a second to talk about that more broad report called Our Most Trusted Brands in Financial Services. And this was a report that examined trust in different types of financial services institutions that consumers most regularly interact with. So think, you know, banks and credit unions, investment and wealth management providers, payments providers, and insurance providers. But especially considering Jamie Dimon is afraid of them, we couldn't leave out the fintechs. Um, So we also, we tested fintechs because they are becoming more and more a part of consumers' lives. Our survey defined fintechs really by their textbook name as financial technology companies. We think of of fintechs as technology companies that offer financial services as opposed to traditional providers like banks that would see themselves as the other way around, right? They are offering financial services increasingly using technology but fintechs really exist as technology companies first and use that technology to improve financial services as they stand today. You know, they exist to serve a broad range of financial services to consumers and businesses. Um, you know, there's a lot of ways to categorize them. But would it be helpful if I just kind of explain the two ways that I think about fintechs or, or rather the two categories I see them falling into? Yes, please go ahead. Yeah. So, well, first, I think there are fintechs that can compete with traditional providers in their ability to serve more customers more scalably and faster than the brick and mortar traditional providers. And they are, you know, really widely appealing because of that. They, these fintechs exist to serve a broad audience. And some of the examples are ones we're all relatively familiar with. There's Digital First Bank Ally, I would consider a fintech. 
There's companies like Venmo or investment apps like Robinhood or Betterment. Specific to the auto fintech space, uh, Carvana is, uh, I would consider an auto fintech, AutoFi, ModoRefi. These are all fintechs that are using a digital first presence and creating amazing customer experience to, to solve what have been traditionally slow processes or expensive ones. The second group I think of are almost the opposite in that they actually exist to serve more niche groups of customers that a traditional financial institution might leave behind or doesn't serve well. And maybe that's unbanked populations, people who don't have enough money to meet a minimum requirement for a bank account. Money Lion is, is an example of one of these fintechs or people with specific financial services needs like farmers. MyAgro is an example of a fintech. In the auto fintech space, Planet 42 is a new auto fintech in South Africa helping, helping consumers, unbanked uh, consumers, own cars by renting them first. Um, so again, in this world of fintech, these are all relatively new players, and they're all there really to, to take financial services as we know them and, and use technology to make them more accessible, make it smoother, make it faster, make it cheaper. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for, for all that background and, and explanation. Certainly a lot of, a lot of familiar names that, that you <laughs> reference from Ally to, to Carvana and, and beyond. A, a lot of uh, up and comers become quickly becoming well-established uh, uh, firms to, to say the least. And, and as your uh, study indicated using the, the correlation of trust and, and fintech, and it's a very elaborate study. You can find it at, at firm's website at morningconsult.com. But after reviewing the findings and, and sifting through the data that, that you and your team gathered, uh, what maybe two or three uh, elements of your findings struck you most and why? I think what was most striking to me is actually relates to, to one of your earlier comments that these are some of the names that I threw out of fintechs are ones that we are all very familiar with or a large portion of the population is. And they're often things that exist right at the, at the end of our hand on our phone. So names like Venmo. But when we ask about the fintech category broadly, consumers are really reluctant to trust what they don't know. And our data showed that consumers are, are less opinionated and, and less trusting of fintech as a category when we use that term. That's compared to traditional financial institutions like banks and insurance providers and, and presumably these institutions that consumers have had relationships with for, for potentially decades. But when we look at our brand intelligence platform at Morning Consult, which tracks over 3000 brands in 15 countries, every single day, we see that at the brand level, things get really interesting. Trust of fintech brands like Robinhood, for example, the retail investing uh, app is, is also low amongst the general population, but it's driven by a lack of awareness. And so among those that are aware of and use fintech brands like Robinhood, the trust is actually really competitive with traditional providers. And, and we think that should be concerning to traditional financial services institutions. They've spent a lot of, you know, the traditional banks and investment providers have spent decades building trust, just like traditional, you know, auto um, companies. And 
fintechs have come in and built trust pretty quickly amongst their user bases. We also see that fintech show resilience in the face of controversy. You can remember Robinhood um, at the end of January having to stop trading over the GameStop um, issue and, and their trust did plummet, but they very quickly rebounded in a way that I'm sure traditional banks like Wells Fargo would only dream of, you know, the, the, they show this sort of resilience that I think is really impressive and something to keep an eye on for traditional uh, financial services institutions. Again, the uh, voice you're hearing is our special guest for this episode of the Otter Remarketing Podcast, Charlotte Principato, who is a financial services analyst at research firm Morning Consult, where uh, that recently compiled a study examining trust and fintech. And, and Charlotte, again, as you referenced, uh, certainly uh, whether it's trust or, or the functionality of the, of the technology itself, uh, what do you see as the elements of fintech that, that are really accelerating now, especially as thankfully we're coming out of this pandemic, thankfully, and, and especially for firms that uh, are involved in automotive, whether a, a very, very specific one, as you referenced Carvana or, or mm-hmm. banks who certainly would have, a, have a, a presence and a footprint in automotive as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're right. I mentioned those two groups of fintechs, the, you know, the ones that serve the more broad markets and the ones that serve the more niche ones. I, I think that fintechs formed to serve the larger, more scalable markets have grown during the pandemic as people have looked for more digital first offerings. Folks have been reluctant to go out and see cars or, uh, and so they're, they're looking for those more digital offerings. So there's, there's also been a lot of growth generally in the fintech payment space as well as the retail investing space. And those are things that we're all tracking in our brand intelligence platform. I think specifically for fintechs in the auto industry, our data shows that brands like Carvana have really made strides in their awareness among the general population and their trust from consumers is competitive with CarMax even. You know, uh, an example as well as Lemonade Insurance, which which offers auto insurance and is a fintech, that has also seen growth. And so it's, you know, in these times when when we have you know, pandemics or these these, for example, in the Great Recession, there times when we see a lot of innovation, and I think that we will start to see even more. So, all that to say, we've seen some interesting strides in these larger auto fintechs that serve broad. Um, needs in the market, but I think it'll be more interesting to see as we start to get out of the pandemic, what even more niche needs start to be served in the auto fintech industry. Maybe in-car payments will be the next big push in innovation. Uh, but again, a lot of fintechs were born out of the recession, and I think a lot of auto fintechs could possibly uh, you know, come out after this, after this pandemic as well. Interesting times uh, indeed, uh, discussing <laughs> trust, fintech, and and other developments here on this episode of the Auto Remarketing Podcast that's brought to you by Used Car Week. We're thankful to be back in person this year as Used Car Week begins November 15th at the Red Rock Resort in Las Vegas. More details are to come at usedcarweek.biz. That's usedcarweek.biz. 
And to, to wrap up our conversation with Charlotte Principato, a financial services analyst at research firm Morning Consults, uh, discussing the, the firm's great uh, report that uh, you can find at their website at, at morningconsult.com. And, and, and Charlotte, forgive me, I don't mean to steal the thunder of, of your great efforts, but at the end of your report, you had a, a great line that I think really sums up uh, the conversation well that uh, you said that, quote, leaders at uh, traditional financial institutions must remember fintechs aren't trying to replace traditional providers, but they are trying to compete with them in offering consumer-specific services. Uh, how did you arrive uh, at that assertion and, and why did you make it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, what I meant is that a lot of fintechs really take pride in not being traditional brick and mortar <laughs> providers. They don't want to ever be that way, right? Um, they take pride in doing what traditional firms do and doing it better. And a lot of fintechs really did start by just being great at one thing, you know, solving one specific problem and doing it really well. And that's what allows them to compete with these traditional providers, even if they maybe do have their sights set on expanding from that one traditional offering. And I think that's important for traditional providers to remember that even if a fintech isn't coming to eat your whole lunch, they're really coming to, to probably take off a good chunk of your business if you're not doing it well. So the, the bar is being raised by these fintechs. I also think that it's worth adding, you know, a lot of these fintechs do look to partner with traditional financial institutions. We've seen, you know, AutoFi partner, not just with Chase, but with Ford. Um, and and so they, they do also see themselves as part of an ecosystem, but they never want to to use a stereotype of traditional financial institutions become slow and and kind of lose that that speed that digital focus that is just so ingrained in a fintech DNA. That's Charlotte Principato, financial services analyst at research firm Morning Consult. Charlotte, thank you again for for sharing some some insights into the, the great study that you and your team at Morning Consult put together about certainly a, one of the most fascinating topics we can discuss nowadays, FinTech. Charlotte, thank you again for your time. Thank you. And if you've missed any of our past episodes of the Ottery Marketing Podcast, simply just go to our website at otteremarketing.com and click on the podcast box to find our library of past episodes. For fellow hosts, Bill Zedites and Joe Overby, as well as our executive producer, Matt Rice. I'm Nick Sulovich. We thank you for joining us, and we look forward to having you again next time on the Auto Remarketing Podcast.